Patty's Playhouse with the Purple Door team, and we are in the playoffs today. Yay! Woo woo! I love this day. Me I too. love talking to everybody. It is time with Scott. Hey, hey. And Angus. 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 Hello. Angus. Angus. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we have a fun show for you. So, uh, uh, I guess it's how many months? Have, I've been doing this for like nine months now. Since January. Since January. Yes. Ten months. Ten months. Ten months. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. And we are actually getting more organized in our, our style. Yes, we are. So it's amazing. We have, we have How several, organized are we? Not very, but more organized than we were. So when you're in a negative and you just kind of move to the neutral, is everybody okay? We're good. We're good. Okay. We got some mic issues. No, no mic around. issues. Just headphone issues. Headphone issues. But you can still hear me, can't you, Scott? I can. Okay. Beautiful. Make sure. oh. Huge. Well, are well, you ready for what's going to happen today? I don't know. All right. Well, you're I, not always, sure? I always come in very to an, to an open very mind. Trepidatious. I don't like to put well, any, any uh, implications myths. on it. Myths in real estate. Mm. Myth, M-I-T-H. Lot lots of diphthongs in our life in Leon County. Myths. We're going to talk about the market. We're going to do our very exciting garnet and gold slash wine, wine and beer reviews. Looking forward to it. Wine and beer which I could use a beer right now because I just literally <laughs> lost my oxygen. Wine and beer reviews. Welcome to our Where morning. we get to go to local establishments or Scott to his house. And <laughs> there is we that. will review our favorite wines or our dislike of the wines and the beers. So Garnet, wine, get it. And gold is beer. Can we do a, a bit of a review on Chateau Scott? Chateau Scott. Goodness. We will. Where, where, the, where the wine is. Casa. Casa Is it Scott? Casa because you drink more Argentinian wine? I do drink that, but yeah. no. It's good stuff. I like Argentinian wine. They make a good Malbec. That's what we had last week. Amazing. Why didn't you bring any here today? He did. Did you bring any? No. Oh, oh not, no, oh, not no, no, into no. the studio. I, I brought no, no, no. it last week. We brought it last week and we were sitting But we did not partake. We did no. not. I partake. It was, week. No, it was no, no, no. It was a week before oh, the week prior when we recorded in the afternoon. Oh, right. that so was it's, fun. Yeah, it's it's pretty hard getting time. the drinking going this early good in the morning, time. right? <laughs> and then our last segment, we're just going to wrap it up and shoot the whatever. Yeah. Talk about what's going on in Leon County and Tallahassee because, frankly, it's very entertaining. Very, very. <laughs> I mean, entertaining. I just. I mean, they're going to make a movie on this one uh, at some point. You'd hope I so. am going to have to have my phone removed because it is just so entertaining. It really is. It really is. We do need curious a as to show. who will play whom mm. in the movie. There's a I lot of know. former FSU grads that are actors, be, right? Be, and film directors. Keep it close be. to home. <laughs> All right. So, 15 crazy real estate myths. This came from a blog that I subscribe to called Inman. I N M A N. And he is. I mean, he has amazing information. So, this is just some key takeaways that people think things happen in real estate with their listing agent or their buyer's agent, and it's not true. So most of this is about money. The real estate real estate agents are paid a salary. Not true. There is one model here in town where the broker pays some sort of salary or draw to the agents. That is it. Now is the that, rest of us work for free. Is that an incentive? To, I have no idea. To the agent never not a fan. Not a fan. I, I, I don't know. Why, I have no comment. So do you think it. you're not a fan just because of what it, it takes away that incentive from the individual agent yeah. themselves? They well, don't. Or, or at least quell at least quell their case, drive. The, they don't return calls. They're not on top of things. They're yeah. just not very responsive. And you want somebody we're all commission in the end. Right. Even if your salary or commission, because you can be fired, especially in Florida. 
but you want the incentive. You want somebody who's going to work for you. And a real estate agent, we work for free until the closing. So we don't get paid Correct. until it commences. Right, right. That's something I, that I always kind of, uh, not, not necessarily amazed me, but I guess was interesting just growing up with my mother being a real estate agent. You know, she'd, oh yeah, just sold four or five houses and be like, but I'm not going to see that for a minute. <laughs> you know, you got to wait till closing and right. whatnot. So it's very, very interesting process for so sure. So they say there must be a salary floating in the background that supports the agents. After all, how is it they appear to be so well-groomed, professional and polished? We have to balance our money. We have to be able to pay ourselves pay the broker, and pay taxes. So that's coming up. There's no base salary or reimbursement for our time. When someone chooses to show a home, they're doing it on their own time. So if someone is asking you, if an agent is asking you for a pre-qualification, there's a reason for that. We only want to work with people who are A, motivated, or B, have the ability to buy. Right, because it doesn't We're do you guys guides. any yeah, it doesn't do guys any favor. Doesn't do us or them. And a lot of agents, especially on the newer end of things, are nervous about asking about other people's money. However, that's our job. Yeah, that's what you guys are dealing we with. We are a guide through the through the path of buying a home. And if you can't talk about money or comfortable, how can you properly assess? Well, especially when it's the biggest purchase that the majority of us Everybody. are going to be making in our lives. Right. The agent keeps all the commission. Eh. False. Not happening. First of all, you pay yourself. You pay the broker. And then you pay Uncle Sam. And then you have your own expenses. Right. You have expenses with regards to things. Yeah. I I pay for my own gas. I pay for the office. I pay for ink. My ink, I am not kidding you, is $240 a month. It's so expensive. It's crazy. I mean, you you also pay for your your photographer, the people to set up the house. Or in my case, I'm learning my own photography, but then I have to put up the money to get the right proper lens and get the equipment. It's a rare occurrence uh, that somebody gets reimbursed. Nobody's getting reimbursed. I I don't know anybody that gets reimbursed. No matter what the commission is, the amount paid to the agent is not the entire commission. The brokerage takes its portion. And when I work with a buyer and or a seller, I always show them my split so that they know that if I'm asking them to increase their price or lower their price, that it's only going to affect me by like 25 bucks. Right. It's not affecting me by a car payment. Gotcha. And I think that's important. If you're saying, look, you want the house, you need to go from 125 to 130. I'm only making about, what is that? $25, $30 difference. Right. So I'm not in it just for me. I'm in it here to help you get the home. Either way, I'm fine because I sell enough houses that it's not going to hurt me if you don't buy with me. However, I want you to get the home and to get the home, sometimes you just got to pay the price. Right. And if it's going to appraise, then more power, you know. But I need, I do want people to know this is what we get paid. And I, I do coach that and mentor that, that it's really important that the other person, if we're asking for a, a up or down, goes on. So I'm Patty Wilson. This is Patty's Playhouse. My number is 850-656-0009. My website's purpledoorteam.com. And we are talking about the myths in real estate. And most of these have to do with commission. The typical commission is 6%, right? Eh. Not here. No, no. The co- typical commission is five and a half here. 
So, and I mean by average. So, and, and, you, six, and by here, do you mean the state of Florida county, or uh, the Leon county? area? So, does that change by county to county? No, it's customary. It, there's antitrust rules. Okay. So often you'll hear agents. We talk about bananas. We'll say I get six percent banana. If I say the word commission, it can violate some antitrust. But I'm not talking about so, it in that manner. And I, I know that you've only in in your real estate career worked in the state of Florida. But what, what's like the highest uh, commission percentage that you've heard just by word of mouth, like throughout the country, that some that a real estate agent may oh, potentially get. I know a gentleman get. here who gets nine percent. Oh wow, nine percent. That's pretty consistently. Big. Is that and, and would that be on individual houses or is that more of a, a commercial? Yeah, deal? individual. Homes. Gotcha. He's just really good at. Mm. He's either really good or really bad. One of the two. Right. <laughs> um, marketing expenses aren't the agent's responsibility. Yes, they are. Everything that goes into the expense of listing a home, I pay for. So all the listings, even if Scott lists with me, I pay for all of that marketing. I pay for the open house marketing, place the ad in the paper, uh, Facebook pages, Craigslist, all of that. Even if I hire someone to place the ad on Craigslist every three days, which is the limit, that is my expense. I'm paying for that. So, and I don't know how people think it happens, but there's always cost. There's always going to be a cost associated with whatever. This one's an interesting one, and I do hear this. A home passes or fails an inspection. A home does not fail an inspection. The buyer just decides that it's not for them based on the inspection. Gotcha. They'll say, did the FHA inspector pass it? I hear it. There is no FHA inspector. It's the appraiser who is FHA qualified. Right. I think a lot of people... a lot of times get those two like basically construction mm. and then home sales mixed right. up because in in terms of your construct in building a home and whatnot you do need to pass an exp- inspection in order to be able to continue the project but in terms of your house it's really just a guideline to the individual buying the hardest part is insurance companies so you if a home is older than whatever it's usually 20 years so older than 1997 an insurance company will ask for what's called a four point which is the roof, the plumbing, the electrical, and the servicing of the air conditioner or the HVAC heat pump in our area. So those four things have to be within the years of life that the insurance company will take. This is Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, 850-656-0009, Purple Door Team. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about the 15 minutes. Stay tuned. They don't say box to max. <laughs> True that. Thank God. I'm sorry. I can't help it. I just. I was wondering I how long that was going to take. Max. I, I need to just swap every. I just try to swap out consonants and add an X in it and try to make it make sense. And it doesn't. Good Lord. What a surprise. Good locks. Good locks. 
Yeah, when I can say my rosary in a classroom, you can start changing your pronouns. We'll talk about that later. Anyhow, this is Patty Wilson with Patty's Playhouse and the Purple Door Team, 850-656-0009, purpledoorteam.com. So a home passes or fails an inspection, ixnay on the inspection A. It is whether its economic life is satisfactory to the buyer and or more importantly, an insurance company. So insurance companies went five years remaining economic life. Even after a buyer comes and buys the house, insurance company can say, no, we're dropping you unless you fix A, B, C, D. Inspectors have to find something, don't they? No, they don't. Nope, they find what they find. I mean, they have a license too. They didn't used to up until a couple of years ago, but now they have to find what they find. I think and- that's a good idea. I think it's a good thing though to keep them in some some way, shape or form a little bit regulated. The, inspe- they must the inspectors be themselves. Yeah. I, I have it two ways in our business. We're not going to get through all 15, but I do it two ways. I, there's, you can, you can counteract by having your own pre-listing inspection. And if you choose to do that, then in my office, on my team, we will reimburse you up to $300 for the cost of the inspection at closing. Okay. So it's really, you're just putting a little upfront money in. Gotcha. And there's commitment on my side. I have skin in the game where I'm going to, I believe in your house and I will reimburse you the $300. You can't negotiate well unless you know what is going on with your home. And you live there. Look, you you pretend like you don't know what's going on. You live in there. Things happen. So that's important is a pre-listing and there's some agents here that do it really well. So we've decided as a team that we'll just reimburse the $300 at at closing for the cost of the pre-listing inspection. The other way to do it is go get, which I just did on one house that's closing this week, go get an electrician to come out and do a quick inspection, a plumber and the HVAC guy. And then that, because the roof was newer. And then that way you at least know your four points going to be fine. So that if the countertops loose or if the doors aren't really adjusted in balance, that's not as big of a deal. But the the main systems of the home, what I call peaches, plumbing, electrical appliances, cooling, heating, it's going to be functional. So weekends bring out the most serious buyers. I do not believe that. You said weekends? Weekends bring out the most serious buyers. I personally don't believe it. I sold cars and I've sold timeshare. And usually during the week is when the highest motivation because they're leaving their job. So you've sold timeshare. I have sold timeshare. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Where? Daytona gotcha. and Hershey, Pennsylvania. Now, was that before you delved into yes. the real estate? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. There's no other high. Right. It's amazing high to be able to convince someone to spend $14,000 in, in an hour and write you a check. Love it. Love it. But weekends bring out the most serious buyers. Again, what we were talking about in show prep is motivation is dictated by action. There's no other test for motivation. So if somebody's going to leave their house at six o'clock and go see homes, that's a more motivated person than going to an open house. That's absolutely the fact. Scott, haven't we talked about that? Well, if it were me, then yes, but it wasn't. What, that the phone rang? That was you. That was not me. No, it was Patty. That was you? It was Patty. But thank you. Oh, I, wow. I know I hadn't thought about putting it on Do Not I Disturb. I apologize. And it was, a, it was a salesperson anyway. It wasn't anybody. Zillow says it, therefore it is. Eh, not even close. Don't even start me on that. Wah, wah, wah. Read the Zestimate at the bottom of the Zillow page. There's a category called Zestimate. It will tell you how off they are. It's an algorithm. And, and your house, remember my commercial, price per square foot is crap, crap, crap. Crap, 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 crap. Yes. And Zillow's estimate is not, it's nothing. It's just an algorithm with numbers. 
It is better to price a home on the high side as the seller can always come down. Eh, no. No. You know why? Better to price it right. It's better to price it right than maybe get multiple offers. You want to price it where the market is. Overpricing your home, it it, it intimidates the buyer not to even make an offer because they don't know that the seller is serious. Sometimes you just don't know. I mean, sometimes you can talk to the seller and the listing agent and you just don't know, you know, especially right now because there's so few homes for sale. It's a, it's a challenge to price that. It is. But you have to be ready to come down quickly. When making an offer on a home, you need to start with a low offer. Not if you not want if a response. You want the home. And not if you're in a seller's market like we are right now. And we're going to talk about them in a minute. The longer a home is on the market, the more negotiable the deal is. No. Everybody has a financial thermostat. They can only afford so much. So if you're going to look at a $200,000 house and offer $100,000, first of all, I'm not obligated to make the offer. I'm only obligated to present. So don't even, that's just ridiculous. Multiple price reductions mean the seller's desperate. No, again, financial thermostat, everything is, it is just an offer price. It's an open to a conversation. Don't read too much into it. Multiple offers give the sellers an advantage. Yes and no. Because people do get scared after they make enough uh, multiple offer. And there's a lot of what we call back on markets after multiple offers. Because the first person, the highest, is like, oh my God, am I paying too much? And then they put it back on the market. All agents are the same. Now, I think we already know that that's not true. It's completely false. Not all agents are the same. We don't all have the same mindset. We don't all work the same hours. We don't all have the same home life, financial thermostat, creativity, uh, doggedness. What else is a good word, Scott, for what all we don't have? Well, we all don't. Value conscious. Yeah, but we also have different personalities. Like every house, we respond differently to different people. Right. So, so when we have buyers or sellers come to our office, sometimes I will um, transfer that person based on my personality versus one of the agents that works with me personally because I just think they're better suited. And I think that's more important than... Me taking everything, then them working with people who really are going to enjoy them. This is Patty Wilson and Patty's Playhouse. We're talking about myths in real estate. And now, what are we going to talk about next? What did I say? Balanced market. Yeah, balanced market. <laughs> what, was, what was that thing? Balanced that market. Balanced so market. it was funny because a customer said to me, well, we're in a seller's market. And he was joking. Can we raise the price? I'm like, well, if we were in a true seller's market, yes, you could. But right now, it's just such a strange market. New construction's down, not in Leon County. New construction's up in Leon County. But prices and and actual resales are down because there's no place for people to land. So if you're going to sell the bigger house, the 400 and up house, it's going to be on the market longer, which we already talked about. I have a question. You may be able to easily correct me here, but uh, I just was wondering. So you you said that there's not enough room for people to move. Mm -hmm. Now, in my just... Inventory. Right. So in my line of thinking, wouldn't that create a price increase? It would if it was across the board. Okay. So if if it's just the 400 and up, which is always going to be a limited market, there's a limited number of people that can can afford the 400 and up. So if it's in that market, then people just aren't going to sell their houses and try to find other places. The median here is like 201. Okay. So if you're going to be 250 and below, yeah, you could. You could probably command more. But you have to be around that median. Anything over the FHA limit here is two, 271,000 and some change. 
Anything under than that, you might be able to command a little bit more. It still has to appraise. Appraisals are done retroactively. If you're going to go over that, it, it would be a challenge. It would have to be a really great house. And then you want to make sure that that person, if they're going above with the list price, say that they have the cash or will they withdraw their appraisal contingency? Because most offers are written here with an appraisal contingency, meaning if it doesn't appraise, they get their binder back. And my advice on the seller side is ask to remove that contingency. If they're serious about paying over the list price, they'll pay over the list price because they have the cash to do it. That doesn't really happen here. Gotcha. Yeah. Everybody wants that appraisal contingency. They just want to be first in line to renegotiate after they've negotiated. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So they they present the offer. There's multiple offers. So I'm the highest and best is what we call it. And it goes to appraise. It doesn't appraise at my highest and best because it... The, the appraiser has to look at the comparables, which is everyone else's house. Mm-hmm. And I now want to lower my price. Nah, the seller doesn't have to. He doesn't have to lower his price. And now you've wasted the seller's four or five weeks when you really didn't have the method, the ability, the motivation. Ability is the money. Ability, ability. Or the willingness to overpay. So I think that's that's on the agent. Gotcha. Definitely on the agent. That makes sense. So a balanced market is balanced is a house sells, a house buys, a house sells, a house buys. Most of the most of the neighborhoods here are still at about five and a half. So what would you say the percentage? Five and a half months of inventory. Five and a half months of inventory. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Golden Eagle. Last time I checked was two months. Okay. So they're but they're one, all about the same size home right. and about the same size price. It's when you have like a Killarney Lakes, which is our largest neighborhood. You know, there's many little little neighborhoods within Killarney Lakes where you have the smaller to the larger. There has to be enough homes for them to balance. Patty Wilson and Patty's Playhouse, 850-656-0009, purpledoorteam.com. On the other side of the break, we're going to do our liquor reviews. Garnet. Liquor. And gold. Garnet and gold. What good can drinking do? What good can drinking do? I drink all night. Next day I feel blue. Well, there's a Patty glass Wilson on and the Patty's table. Playhouse with the Purple Door team. And this segment pain. we call Garnet and Gold, where we're going to review yeah, local establishments, table. spirits, and drops. 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 And talk about, do we like them? Do we hate them? How's the service? We're always going to be nice because we want to be allowed back in. So we're not going to be mean about it. That's for sure. This isn't Yelp, people. I, I, I got to be allowed Yelp. to go drink. I got to be I allowed. Hate Yelp. I hate the name Yelp. I just know, but isn't that a great song? I have that in my head and it's not even a song that I want to out of my head. I just you can thank me later. I know. It's a great song. Scott, we spent hours it. looking for a song. Hours and hours and hours. So here are the categories for the review, right? So... Head and body, number one. Balance. Mouthfeel is number three. Mouthfeel or texture. Hmm. I like mouthfeel better. Mouthfeel. Happy ending. Happy ending. Or finish. So what does that mean, happy ending? How did it finish? Okay. I think we all know what it means. (laughs) Oh, we know. We know. I just have to ask ask context on this program. And And then if we went out to get the, the spirits, what was the service like? Gotcha. But- 
in this case, or and in this case, well, Scott. In my case, he went to Casa. Came, came from my wine. Chateau Scott. <laughs> Which there is a so lot. So Scott's going to go first because he's Garnet. I am definitely Garnet. So you said head and body. Head and mm-hmm. body. Not a lot of head since it's not a beer. <laughs> so I'll go with body. Okay. So body, good. Um, I should probably talk about. Well, you should tell us what, wine. what is it. You're What's it called? First. Give me a moment. <laughs> by Big House, and it's the Prohibition Red, so it's a blend. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, the body of it, good good texture. I actually like it. It's full. It's rich. Um, cranberries, raspberries. It kind of has a bit of a chocolatey taste, too. Can you really is, tell? I can. In this one. <laughs> if, if you read the description on this one, there is that, but it also talks about leather and whatnot. <laughs> That's really smell. That's not head oh, okay. or body. I don't want to smell anything that tastes like Right? That. So not so good. Um, balance, definitely there. I like the balance of it. It's it's actually soft and smooth. <laughs> also known as body and balance. <laughs> the the mouthfeel. Hmm. So as I drank the glass and further on the bottle, um, <laughs> It it definitely uh, clean palate doesn't leave a lot of taste in your mouth, which is always you mean good. aftertaste. Yeah, because sometimes it's disgusting. I know what it you will mean. stick in the back of your throat. <sighs> yes, I know that sounds awful, but true. Wine so, does that. Yeah, it can stick there, so that's why you want something that has a nice finish to it, or something that is for the palate clean. Shall I say? Okay. So. Uh, that leaves us to the happy ending and or truly the finish. <laughs> so, <laughs> this one actually is, is very good. Um, the happy ending is probably after you have the bottle of wine, but <laughs> truly the bottle of wine in this case was really good. The, the finish it leaves your n- nice palate and it gives a nice and gentle push. How's that? Sounds good. I mean, this category lend itself to some serious conversation. It does. So what did you review last week, if you could remind listeners? I think it was that... No, it was, in fact. It was that that Rio Jana from the co-op. The Malbec? Yes. And which did you like better? Oh, I like a blend better, so I like this one, the Big House, better. Better than the Malbec? Yeah, and if you want to see either of them... And where do you get it? Where do you get both? Uh, the big house is sold at Fresh Market and also Earth Fair. Okay. They used to have it at Publix. Don't look there. Okay. No longer. Where they can always order. Publix is great about that. They Correct. will order what you want. They'll Correct. order a case. Correct. But okay, good. This one from Fresh Market. And so you didn't go out to get those wines. You just bought them from the store. Well, I store went out to Fresh Market, yes. But did I go out them. to a restaurant? No. So you no. have no service. Correct. Yeah. Oh, price point. Price point. Yeah, what was the price? So the price of this one is eight ninety nine a bottle. Last week's, I think, it was seven something and change. Both twist off caps, by the way. Yeah. Um, furthermore, that eight ninety nine turns into roughly ten percent less because I buy more than four bottles at a time, which should be no shock to anyone. <laughs> and this all started because usually on Wednesdays we have what we call in our office Wine Wednesdays, where we start to have a glass of wine at about four twenty in the afternoon. It's kind of moving up a little bit to like one thirty, but right. other than that, you know, I sip. I'm a sipper. She is a sipper. I sip because yeah. I'm working. I mean, I am legitimately. It's not as working. if I'm not working. <laughs> I'm just working slower. 
So I'm going to take gold. I'm taking gold. Last week I did Kentucky bourbon pumpkin barrel ale, and I got that at Brass Tap. And I'm telling you, that wine was delicious. Karen, who's on our team, Karen Jason, said that she had it during the game because it was too hot for her to go to the game, little twinkle star. So she went to McGowan's and had it, and she said she loved it. She said it was delicious. She was scared to try it. She got it in one of the flights, but she said it was delicious. It was really good. I can't imagine that being try delicious. Try it. It's not even pumpkin-y. You don't huh. taste pumpkin. But I wouldn't taste leather in a wine either, so I don't, I don't have that. Yeah. I have the palate of a 12-year-old. That's all I got. I'm French fries. Chicken burgers. nuggets and French fries. Yeah, that's it. A fish sandwich is really my favorite thing. But anyway, last night, my family, we took my son and his two sons to Red Robin. So, Red Robin. Right. And Yum. so I had my Good fallback. Job. My fallback beer is Stella Artois. Artois. Oh, I love Stella. I do. It oh. used to be Yingling because, you know, I'm from Pennsylvania. But it started giving me a headache. And really? my dad's like, I said, you know, dad, I'm going to have to give up beer. It's giving me a headache. It's just not making me feel good. He said, Patty, switch brands. I was like, oh, okay. Good idea. <laughs> so, so I switched brands. So I go, I drink Stella Artois because now around here, it's more often in a draft. I do not like bottled beer. I personally don't either. I, if, if I have going, to drink a beer, yeah. which I try not to, but if I do... I want it to be draft. I, if I'm going out, I want it draft. Yeah. If I'm, I'm going to stay at in my a house, cold mug. I'll do it in a can. I don't know why I don't like it in a in bottle. a bottle. I just don't. I don't. There's something about it. It's maybe the leather. I don't know. But anyway, so Stella from Red Robin. First of all, our waitress, she was delightful, attentive, wonderful, really good with the kids. I was doing. I learned Snapchat yesterday, so I'm doing Snapchat oh, for the babies. Great. You're, mm, Listen, that grand, mm, we that had child a lot. is so we cute. Is he not on. the cutest? Those, those 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 little faces that you were putting I on him. I was laughing so I hard. I thought it was going to be escorted out. It but was I really wasn't. good. It was I really do good. not get the large beer because I don't like warm beer. So I always get. They offer 16 and a 22. I always get 16 hmm. because I don't want it warm at the bottom. Of I it. do. I do the opposite. Six ounce, nine ounce. I do nine ounce. But well, if it, it was a six out, or a nine, I'm going to do a nine. But it starts out warm with red <sighs> wine. Yeah. Oh, you mean in the beer. Okay, so head and body. There wasn't a lot of, uh, what do you call, film froth. froth at the top, but I don't like that, so it's good. It's such a pretty beer. You know, it, it just it's, has that, it doesn't look like urine or anything. It's yeah. just a really pretty beer. Balance, I'm telling you, Stella Artois will go with any food. It is really good with chocolate. People laugh at me, but I like beer and chocolate. I really used to, when I drank Yingling, really like Yingling with chocolate. So really did you it. have chocolate? There at the Red Robin. No, I didn't. With. But I have in the past. I have not in the past. So mm-hmm. this is Patty Wilson and Patty's Playhouse. We're going over our Garnet Gold review, which is our new segment about wine and beer review. Scott is Garnet. Patty is Gold. Ah. So mouthfeel. I mean, it didn't give it a long enough time to, to work on that. And happy ending. I finished it. <laughs> it was delicious. There and you have it. I, folks. I had the chicken wrap. I had that the chicken, chicken wrap. Did you have I, the one I get? Yes, but no, 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 I get the one I get, which is the whiskey barbecue. Yeah, I don't but I don't that. get any sauce on it because I don't like my stuff wet. <laughs> That's what he said. And now, how much was Red Robin charging for the beer? I don't know. I didn't pay for it. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Free. So I don't know. <laughs> it's free. free. <laughs> Stop by. Say my, Patty sent you. My son bought it for us, so I, don't, I didn't look. What a good, that's what a good boy. He is a good boy. He's my number three. But it was it was really good with the wrap sandwich, and I do not get the sauces on my... I don't like wet lettuce, so... I'm surprised you got lettuce. You don't like green. I don't. 
I like green broccoli or something. But it was really, I like Stella. I'm so happy that it's around here in a draft. Or the Mexican restaurant we go to, Casa Grande, they have it. it. And now we go there probably twice a week. When I walk in, they just already have my Stella ready to go. Goodness. I know. No pre-order? No pre-order. I'm no very nothing. nice to people, as a matter of fact. When I, I, I mean, I really appreciate servers. I so, do too. And I really try to take care of them and make sure that, except for, except for Angus over here. I really try to make... <laughs> Make sense of their their waiting on it and talk to them and and know that they are appreciated because I think it's important. People often nowadays don't even look a server in the eye. Kind of makes because me they're sad. in their phone. Yeah, well, Get I can't off say that phone. didn't happen because I was Snapchatting my grandbaby. Oh my goodness, he's now so that cute. you know how. I know Patty Johnson Wilson. If you want to see that sweetheart with a magenta beard, <laughs> but that's our Garnet Gold review. That's it. So. This week, we should actually go. Where do you want to go? Angus, you should do one. No, I do need to do. We we should go to Proof. Have you guys ever been to Proof? I've never been to Proof. Do they have wine? Yeah, uh, no. Okay, we have to go someplace where they have beer and wine. Like lack of proof? Hmm. That's true. Hmm. Proofless? Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, Purple Door Team. We're going to talk a little bit more about this. Establishments that have wine and beer in Leon County. Ooh, where I get my haircut. They have wine and beer? Yes. With our wonderful music spun by Angus. Angus is the DJ with the whatever. I'm gonna have to create a rap for ourselves. We, we should hire T Pain. <laughs> well, that went large real quick. Wow. Look, you're gonna go big. I like T Pain. Have you ever seen that video where T Pain is just singing, no auto tune? Oh, it's amazing. His voice is beautiful. Baby girl, what's your name? Yeah. Let me talk to you. Let me buy you a drink. <laughs> He's amazing. We're at church. We are in the playhouse. Oh, my goodness. So we just did our Garnet and Gold reviews where Scott did a red blend, which is tends to be what he drinks. Now, Scott, before we go any further, yeah. I do have a bit of a question because growing up, my dad has always been in food and beverage uh, until he met my stepmom. And, and they opened their their like own. In food and beverage? Well, I mean, he was a food and beverage director for hotels uh, and, and, oh, and restaurants and whatnot. Um, and in. I guess there was there's there's this little um, caveat on blends. Yes, that people would try and stay away from because they I guess it, it, it for some reason a lot of people equated that with being a less qual or a lower quality of red. Is that in your experience, or is that has that changed recently, or it, it, how do some, you feel? It about somewhat that? has. There's a lot of blends on the market today because of people that are kind of in the middle between like a Malbec and a Cabernet, and also um, a Pinot Noir. So for me, it works because the Cabernets are way too heavy for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily like softer wines like a Pinot Noir. So a Malbec and a blend, which gotcha. is really the three red wines together, is good for me. So I like it. I but just I- drank beer. 
But restaurants today are even are even carrying red blends. Yeah, no, no, we have a red red blend at Centrale that's actually very popular. But it was just it was was very interesting to me because I feel like a lot of people that I've talked to over the years, especially, have have kind of scoffed. If you're a wine snob, then then you're not you're not going to look at it the same. But I'm I'm not that. No, it's true. There are you a wine snocks. (laughs) Snob in the way where I'm just replacing major consonants with an X. Because I want to be, I don't know, different, more open-minded. Different. <laughs> the PC police have arrived. I think. I think the the difference of today versus days of old is that there are individuals that, whether it's a simonier or um, someone mm-hmm. that knows more about wine. So I don't mean snob in mm-hmm. a I know what you mean. in, in a financial me. sense, but somebody that understands wine. I like and what it's supposed to. Yeah, mine's like. more taste oriented. Do you like it? Yes, and do I like and it? because I drink a lot of it, I need to like it. <laughs> and he means a lot. No, do you like it? I mean, it doesn't matter what how it's made it, as long as you like it. Like I like my daughter's from Ithaca, not from Ithaca. That's weird, but she lives in Ithaca and she's moving to Harrisburg soon. I'm very disappointed because they have all New York wines. And what I'm told is because of the coolness of the weather that they're more sweeter, more sweet. They are sweeter. Rather than the California wines, which tend to be more dry. I would love me some wine slushy. Yeah, I don't like Ooh, the sweeter so good. wines. I like the, you like a the balance, drier. The balance. Oh, you do? I, well, yeah, like- I do like it more balanced for sure, but you like things that are more tasty. And I'm <laughs> like, even when it comes to so like funny. a rosé yeah, or I a like white that. wine, you like, you like to taste things more than yeah. I do in that yeah. case when it talking about wine if i'm but, going to ha- have to not have cheese with it i want it to have flavor which is always these days i mean right well i, I gave up cheese so if i'm not going to have cheese with my my drink or chocolate or french fries or whatever it is because my palate is of a 12 year old then i ha- it has to have flavor okay i don't want the food to have to bring out the flavor i want the wine to bring out the flavor and whatever we got at um at the co-op, which was the same brand as that Rio Jana, yes, yes. which was that Zinfandel or Rosé. It was a Rosé. Oh, my God. That thing was delicious. I, I figured you would like that one. Oh, my goodness. It was delicious. It was beautiful. It looked like rose gold jewelry. It was quite pretty. I don't remember the name of it. Beautiful label. Oh, it was, it, 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 I, I was done. Because that French one. I don't that care I, if I ever drank another one. The one that we buy at Whole Foods, that French one, is, uh-huh. is much lighter. But you liked it, but I, I think did. you would like the other one better. I just just really... based on the color alone. That was so beautiful. Like I was like, this is so pretty. And it's so close to our office. And it's so close to our office. And it's not expensive. Shout out to the co-op. It's not expensive. And I, in my head, it's not caloric. <laughs> in my head, it isn't. But it's... I do want the wine to have a flavor or the beer to have a flavor if I'm not going to be able to eat a lot with it, which typically, you know, you're eating when you're drinking. You or should, smoking but or I don't. whatever. I don't. We don't smoke, <laughs> so it's it's a challenge on that. But anyway, what we we're going to talk about was Leon County in our last couple minutes, and what is going on with those commissioners? Gil Ziffer. Gil Ziffer just decided to run for mayor. What the heck is he thinking? <laughs> I mean, to God, I what are these people thinking? They're not. Angus, you know more about this than I do. I just heard the little clip on Wednesday. What is Gil Ziffer thinking? 
Well, I, I, I believe that the thought process that's going through Commissioner Ziffer's mind is that because of the fact that, you know, he's built a reputation in the city of Tallahassee. Well, for being weak, but at the same time, when have... Name recognition? When have we seen over the last 15 to 20 years any sort of political scandal actually derail someone's political campaign in this city? I don't know. You know, know. It's, it's, I mean, at, at least at this point in time, there are some people, there are some organizations and groups that are now trying to hold these people accountable and hold them to the fire and actually get results out of our government. But at the same time, Gil, look, Gil Ziffer has been able to, in some way, shape or form, keep his name out of these FBI subpoenas. He's a good businessman. He's been able to keep his name out of, you know, a lot of the corruption talk that I do we, believe he's clean. He is. And maybe that is Define why I, be- I believe he's clean. I do believe he's clean. I, do, I believe clean. he's clean, I but I don't you. believe his conscience is. And that's the biggest well, difference. Well, there's a challenge, and this is anyone. When you see stuff going on and you don't bring it to anyone's attention, your conscience shouldn't be clean. No, it shouldn't. You are you are by by not addressing corruption issues that have gone along in the city. And even though you may not have been physically involved in it, you are involved in it by not blowing the whistle. It's just like we'll bring up the NFL for a quick minute. Uh, And my only challenge with the NFL, I do not care. Odell Beckham, very talented boy doing a dog piss thing in the end zone. Fine, do it. Do whatever you want to celebrate. But my tax dollars should not be involved in one cent. And they've been getting a subsidy from DOD, which is the Department of Defense, as well as the U.S. government to help with the stadiums. DOD started back in, I don't know, it was the early 80s, I think, where they gave them money to bring the players out. The players used to, like FSU, the players stay in for the national anthem. They're not out on the field for the national anthem. So they were in the in the coach's weight room or wherever and then they were like no this would look great if we we pay you we pay you like five and a half million or whatever and you come out on the field and look you'll look more patriotic it's a win-win well now all hell's broken loose so take that five and a half million back and then they can do whatever the hell they want Right. Well, it's their sport. Let them do whatever they want. And and I will. I would like to add as well that the NFL, as in as an organization, as an entity, did lose their tax tax exempt status a few years back. Now, what the biggest issue is in, in my mind, in terms of taxpayer dollars going towards the NFL in some ambiguity, ambiguity or ambiguous way. I don't even think I said that right. Ambiguous. Ambiguous. That is what I was looking for. Ambiguous. Well, it, it's the fact that we, as a pub, as a citizenry, are paying for stadiums. We're paying for obviously the police officers that are there at the games. We're paying for medical personnel that are at the game. So even though the NFL, as a business, as a company itself, did lose their tax exempt status a couple of years ago, they in still terms get of, pennies. Right. Well, no, they most definitely do. They most definitely do. But at the same time, we as uh, citizens, I know there was a big issue, and there's still is a big issue not necessarily in regards to the team the nfl team in tampa bay but the baseball stadium in tampa bay people don't want to have as much of a public investment into that side Dallas, i think is the only recent stadium that did not have any government dollars well that's because jerry jones is is just rich beyond and if they want to go out and take a knee and then stand up i don't really care i don't i'm a libertarian i don't care what y'all do just don't use my tax dollars for it I mean, it's, you're embarrassing yourself. You're not embarrassing me. Right. I'm pretty confident. Right. I don't need to change my consonants when I describe myself. I don't need to. I don't need any of that. I can enjoy a sport and not worry about all that rigmarole. I do think, on a side note, Odell Beckham looked like a fool. He is a fool. But he, they should be able to celebrate in the end zone however they want. Mm-hmm. 
Not, I don't know. Not you, you can't you can't be like oh, like no. bending over like a no, dog no, no. and that was ridiculous. And I did say that, but like at FSU's game last week when the guy did the 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 tumble, yeah, and got was a penalty. As cool as hell. Yeah, I know, I know. It's fun. They do regulate college football celebrations a lot more than the NFL, but it's still fun to see. No, it's great. And and my boy Lashawn McCoy, he went to my high school. I got a problem with you, buddy. I mean, you just are out there doing yoga. On the sideline. Really? During the national anthem. You know better than that because those nuns would have kicked your A-double squiggle. What? Squiggle? Squiggle. Hmm. It's Saturday at 11. Patty Wilson and Patty's Playhouse, thank you for listening. 850-656-0009. We'll be on next week with some more Garnet Gold and some more Leon County and Big Ben School Guide and anything else we can think of. PurpleDoorTeam.com.